0: Hey everybody, welcome to State Secrets, Land Grant Holy Land's OSU Recruiting Podcast. I am Patrick Yan, and today joining me will be Jake Collar and Ken James. Guys, if you want to go ahead and
1: introduce yourselves. Thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Jake Collar. I am a, a very part-time writer for Land Grant Holy Land and recruiting enthusiast, and I'm really happy to be doing this. Hopefully, can make it entertaining for you. Yeah,
2: Ken James, local recruiting advocate, uh, also an enthusiast. It's here to talk about some football and the prospects that we love. That's yeah,
0: right. absolutely. I mean, recruiting, yep. when you're in the Buckeye Nation, it's, it's 24-7, yeah. 365. So we're going to get started here with what I like to call the Friday Night Fighters. And it's just going to be which OSU commits were the best performers last night in high school football. The one we're going to start off with is kind of the biggest star that... <laughs> osu has right now and that's jack sawyer of pickerington north they got to play against dublin kaufman out there Kelvin kaufman had been undefeated but they did lose last night to jack sawyer and, the, and pickerington north sawyer is he's going to be recruited as a defensive end but Absolutely. he's actually currently playing quarterback for pickerington north that's out crazy. there and went nine for 16 170 yards and two touchdowns as a quarterback
1: he ran one in and i think he had a couple sacks here and yeah, there too yeah. <laughs> two sacks one uh, fumble recovery as well so he was all yeah. over the field
2: i know i was telling uh, pat before we came on there like the last player i remember playing quarterback and defensive end was terrell Pryor, and we know what kind of athlete he was yeah
1: he was okay at football right yeah so we can hope the same yeah so tell me a
0: little bit more about about jack sawyer since this is kind of going to be our first podcast we'll just pretend that this is kind of our first introduction to jack sawyer yeah what it, what is it about him that really kind of sets him
1: apart well first of all his size I mean yeah. he's already huge in high school so he's not gonna have to do a whole lot of growing as far as you know muscle wise he'll, mm-hmm. he'll still get a little bit taller he's gonna fit well at the end I think he's just a do everything kind of guy he's one of these guys when you look at the high school ranks he could play pretty much any position on the field I don't say maybe safety or something or, right. you know something like that but he's just one of these guys that he's the best player on his team by miles <laughs> so they just put him wherever he he needs to go yeah. Like
2: uh, Jake said, he's like 6'5", you know, 240. Probably isn't done filling out once, you know, Mickey uh, Marotti gets a hold of him up yeah. on campus. He's one of those players that's, that plays multiple sports as well. And he he plays above the rim in basketball. Like he plays basketball for Pickerton North. And he's super athletic, uh, agile on his feet. I mean, that's good coming for a defensive end because you need to be able to be flexible to bend that corner. And uh, once he gets under the tutelage of uh, Larry Johnson, I think the sky's the limit.
1: he's going to get to come in and he, by all accounts, won't get to play or watch Chase Young too closely. But he'll get to watch the next ones, your Zach Harrisons and everyone else and Tyreek Smiths. And so he'll obviously come into a packed room and probably be one of these freshmen that just fights for playing time right away. He's that good. Yeah, He's projected currently already as a first round NFL draft pick.
2: Yeah, he's the number two overall player in the country. That's
0: big. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge get for OSU, obviously. Right. I mean, it makes sense why he wants to come play here. Larry Johnson, obviously the best in the business. And you love him when they're right down the street. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we're going to move on to another five-star recruit that OSU has gotten. That's Julian Fumming, played yesterday. His school won 76-6, so not a very close game. I wasn't really able to find too much tape of it, but by by the stat line, he didn't seem to play much. But he did end up setting the PIAA record for career receiving yards and touchdowns last night. Pretty much caught the first two touchdowns and then just had the two catches for 77 yards and two touchdowns on the day. That's that's all he did. <laughs> Sounds, seems like he light work. Probably yeah. got pulled yeah, pretty yeah. early out there. Um what's good about Julian Fleming? <laughs>
1: Everything. 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 I know that was a similar answer we just gave for Jack, but yeah. uh, these he, guys are five stars for a reason, right? right yeah, number one uh, wide receiver in the country. Yeah. We've I've seen him ranked as high as number three overall, overall. in the country. Yeah. I mean, that's a it's obviously uh, a huge get. Yeah. And the fight that we had to, it seemed like we didn't really have to try that hard. We, being Ohio State, have to try that hard to get him out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was yeah. that's kind of what stands out to me. Yeah. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, he's another
2: uber talented uh, guy coming into uh, Brian Hartline's room I guess if there was one uh, negative that you hear about him it was the level of competition that he plays uh, at the lower level in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. but uh, as we saw this summer he went out to the opening And dominated, you know, all the five-star, four-star cornerbacks, safeties out there. So yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, So another thing that I saw is that the the running back out there for actually Southern Columbia is also an extremely talented player who's actually going to Michigan. Michigan. And on the same night that Julian Fleming breaks the record for receiving yards and touchdowns, I believe his teammate broke the rushing uh, yards and touchdowns record at the same time. So I think that's a pretty cool rivalry rivalry that they're gonna have out there. You know, one going to OSU, one going to Michigan. Oh yeah,
1: I'm sure there's a lot
0: of Stop talking going already. on already
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe going better for julian fleming at the moment just a little bit
0: <laughs> so two more that i kind of wanted to touch on and in terms of players who had high profile games last night jackson smith nagigba sorry about that if i get that wrong he kind of had the opposite of a, a really good day. He only managed to get one catch for just minimal yardage out there. Then he seemed to have left the game early in the second quarter yeah. when they lost a long view. I mean, yeah. probably not too much going on there. Hopefully, it's not not some sort of injury. But yeah. I didn't want to, you know, just kind of bring it up. And the other person who had a really fantastic outing last night was Joe Royer of Cincinnati mm. Elder. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. He had a total of 161 yards and and four touchdowns from the tight end spot, and that's just yeah. that's, that's that's pretty special.
1: Yeah. yeah he. He's kind of... I think he's still kind of underrated. Absolutely. I mean, he was originally a low Mm three-star, and now he's kind of moving his way up the ranks. He'll be a four-star before it's all said and done. But when I was... You know, you read upon these guys as soon as they commit, and for him to be ranked where he was really surprised me. And I think his performance... You know, Cincinnati high school football is no joke. No,
2: especially that GCL. Yeah,
1: yeah. and so for him to go yeah. out and, you know, put up numbers like he's doing here, obviously, he's I think he's a little more talented than his rating shows. Yeah.
2: It seems like Elder's is the team to beat down there in that area, too, and yeah. it seems like he's the best player on a loaded roster. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a question right here. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too ignorant. What's what's GCL? Oh, oh, is that GCL. No, so the, I would say it's it on part Cincinnati, Greater, uh,
2: Greater Catholic League,
1: Catholic League. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. I would
2: say it's on par with the OCC up here mm-hmm. locally. It's Elder, Moeller, Saint Xavier, and LaSalle. I see. Uh yeah. So it's predominantly Catholics who were well, all Catholic schools. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the big division, the big school division, those four. Then you have the GCL South with the school I attended, Purcell Marion. Nice little plug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Shamanah, uh Kettering, Alter. Yeah. Uh, the smaller schools. So it's, your team is well coached in that conference. You have a lot of uh, players that go on to play big time D1 football and college. So, um, uh, Joe Royer is an excellent get. Yeah. You know, uh, absolutely underrated
1: get. And to, <laughs> yeah. to his point too, part of the, thing about the GCL is that's one of the leagues that even in high school people are transferring schools to, yeah. to join a, a league like this. Yeah. So it's it's definitely, you know, you think about how good Ohio high school football is. That's one of the pinnacles. It is. And that, that must be good
0: too because you guys talked about how Julian Fleming, people are concerned about the level of competition. I'm yeah. assuming mm-hmm. with Joe Royer and Cincinnati Elder, you're not too concerned. You know he's playing against pretty much the best that Cincinnati has to
1: offer. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, just to be a great player on that team says mm-hmm. a lot about it. Yeah. yeah, Okay, so that's pretty much it for our, our Friday Night Fighters,
0: unless either of you guys had anything, any high schoolers that you really wanted to shout out?
1: I
2: will say uh, another team down in Cincinnati, Cincinnati-Princeton, Princeton. with uh, Paris Johnson and Darion Henry, both committed to Ohio State. They uh, won a close game against Lakota East, 28-24. to 24. Paris Johnson, you know, paving the way for the running back down there, and Darion Henry was a beast on the defensive line last night, so it's cool to give them a shout out. Just
1: more, more Buckeyes from coming down south, yeah. just down 71. Yeah. Okay, cool. So,
0: our next section here, we're, it's going to call be called This Week's New Warriors, and we're just going to talk about who are the new commits or the offers this week. Right now, it's not a very... Very active time Yeah In in terms of recruiting Jake if you want to Speak about that
1: Yeah yeah So what we're in right now Is called a quiet period It's uh, basically what That means is The coaches are not Allowed to reach out To the players Talk to them face to face Or go to the schools To watch the games At any point in time The players can Contact the coaches But right now As far as Coach initiated contact It's it's basically Strictly social media stuff They're allowed to talk To the coaches And the families But not the actual Players at this point I believe the end date Of that period is December 1st. And so that's, that's kind of early signing. That's, that's when you're going to start period. seeing um, some some more commits happening in, in college football.
0: All right. So be that as it may, um, there were a couple more offers extended yeah. this week or, you know, kind of in this time period. Right. And that was the first one to 5'10, 210 pound running back, Mayan Williams. You know, 2020, he's a three star guy. He's mm-hmm. currently committed to Iowa State. But as I've been told, you know, the running back recruiting has not been going so well. Ken, if you want to elaborate yeah. on that.
2: Yeah. It's just more Ohio State just lifting up under that rock to see what's under there. You make sure they're crossing their T's and dotting their I's. The running back recruiting hasn't gone the way they planned, you know, with the B. John Robinson and uh, Knighton, Jalen Knighton. Knighton. Those were the two first uh, misses, and then they just been falling down the board. This offer to Williams, I read a couple articles that said if he wanted to commit on the spot, like his family... Has been told that he could, so that could, you know, change up. Because I think he committed to Iowa State because he knew that Ohio State offer wasn't coming. I've seen a, a little bit of tape on him. He's a he's a big bowling ball, low compact, low to the ground type of running back. I want to say he uh, reminds me of. Uh, bowling ball type of guy, and he's put up some tremendous numbers down there in Woods, down there in Cincinnati. I know Ohio State has a couple other offers out to running backs, one in Cavante Buford out of Texas and a Jamar Gibbs out of Georgia. So between those three, I would say Williams, in my mind, would be number three on that board. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's great for him. You know to get it's, that offer.
1: Yeah, and and like you said, it's it just came from not getting Robinson and Knight and these other the five star guys that we really wanted. When you're third on that list, as as you make it, can that may be why you see this guy pull the trigger because he doesn't want to get passed up. You know we we've yeah. seen that kind of thing before. So. He would be one of the ones that if he decides he's coming to Ohio State, he may be next in line to commit once uh, once that kind of period picks up again. Mm-hmm. Running back's an issue. I mean, there's, is. no, there's no way around it. Running back recruiting is an issue, and I don't think it has anything to do with the offense or Tony Alford or anything like that. I just think we had a, a year, which happens, where you swing yeah. and miss at a position. We swung hard, but we didn't hit yeah. the home runs, right? Like,
2: like, not to get off subject, but I remember a couple years ago, Larry Johnson – was missing on every defensive line yeah. target he went after. Right. Pressure was starting, you know, you heard the naysayers start talking about him, and then Bosa, then another Bosa, then Young, and now
1: Harrison. Yeah, yeah. So
2: it just sometimes in recruiting, you know, laws like that happen. So I would say they'll probably save face and assign a couple of decent backs. This year, shoot for the stars in 2021. And
1: that's the outcome of something like this. You end up with a sort of lowly ranked three-star running back in your class. Means next year that the the five stars look at him and say, well, there's not a huge star in front of me. I can go in and maybe get playing time right away. So maybe it sets up for next year's class really well as in the running back spot. Absolutely.
0: Okay, um, so one thing I do want to ask about. So I see that he's currently committed to Iowa State. He's yeah. according to two four seven, he's a hard commit. At what point can he kind of back out of Iowa State, and or what? At what point is he like locked into a school? Is it not just until signing
1: day, or yeah. that's to, yeah? I, to, I mean, to the pen meets the paper. We've seen hard that? commits flip the other way, so it's yeah. it's one of those things where. Usually a hard commit is, is the recruit saying to everybody else, I'm maybe a, leave me alone a little bit. Yeah. Th- that I only a few schools can maybe talk to me. Maybe I'll take an official visit here or there versus just being completely open. I mean, hard commit here doesn't mean anything. Nothing In, in this specific yeah. instance, it doesn't mean
0: anything. Okay. All
1: right. So, hopefully, you
0: know, we can we can steal a little bit
1: away from Iowa State here. The
0: other guy that we offered this week was 6'5", 265 offensive tackle Tristan Lay. He's a 2021 guy, so he's not going to come quite right right away, but he's a four-star guy. Third in Virginia, 24th overall offensive tackle right now. The 247 predictor
1: favors Virginia Tech, but OSU is trying to flip him, I guess, in, in this sense as well. Yeah, yeah, you. I mean, as Ohio State, you always have a chance to flip somebody like this.
2: So, is he committed to Virginia Tech, or that's just... That's
1: just a crystal favorite. ball for right okay. now, is, okay. is Virginia yeah. Tech. It's, I think, 100% uh, to Virginia Tech.
2: The crystal ball has been... I wouldn't take it to the bank. There's a yeah. lot of... <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there, yeah. but I mean, this yeah. is. It just sometimes it amazes me when I'm looking over these these kids and reading these stats, and this guy's not going to be in college till 2021. He's already six five two sixty five. That is massive yeah. for you know, and that's obviously what you need is, as as an offensive lineman. Right. But yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't necessarily hold out a bunch of hope for this one. Mm-hmm. It would be one of those. It'd be really nice if it happened. But I I don't necessarily hold out a ton of hope here. Yeah, it looks like he's a Virginia kid. so um, right. yeah, yeah, that's good. He
0: up with Virginia Tech. To pry
1: away from home is going to be the biggest thing. Of that course, band. Ohio State can offer him a path to the league. Right. But so can Virginia Tech, yeah. you know, if, as, if you're that it, good. It'll,
2: it'll just be about, you know, what he wants out of that college experience. Like, does he want his family, you know, to be close, to be able to see most of his home games? Does he want to play for championships? A lot of stuff, a lot of different factors, you know, probably
1: go into his decision. There's really one dominant team in that league right now, Virginia Texans. So I don't know if that yeah. makes any difference to right. him or not, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't think there are any new commits or offers, and probably won't really be too much stuff until this quiet period, like you said, does end.
1: So I d- I do. Periods. I don't mean to interrupt, Pat, but I do have one. We have a, a general uh, Jacob Cowan Cohen is oh, set to commit Texas
2: or North Carolina. North yeah, Carolina. he's set
1: to commit um, in five or six days here. The fourth, October fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I got six days, four hours until he yeah. commits. It's looking like Ohio State pretty hard right now. Yeah. You want these kind of guys. Four, high four star, 6'5, 277 defensive tackle from, like Ken said, North Carolina. So it's looking good on, yeah. on that front.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to have another big D tackle commit. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. 2020 class is really just kind of shaping up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of room left. No. Or if yeah. any, you know, one, maybe two spots, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely got a, a highly ranked class. It's this still year. top
2: five. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just for, you know, we were were kind of talking about how
0: maybe the crystal ball might not always be correct, but crystal ball does say Ohio State 100% at this time. So, in this case, probably Probably correct. We're we're hoping for good things out there. So, our next section would normally be, you know, who's coming to town, what recruits are coming for visits this week. Not really something that I was need to worry about this week because we are going to be away. So, if they come to the horseshoe, nothing's going to be there for them. Say something about
1: them if they're coming to the horseshoe this week.
0: Okay. So, then the last thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about Kind of the rivals in the not necessarily even rivals, but just other schools and how where the big guys, the big fish are landing and which ponds. So yeah. <laughs> there's just been a couple stories here. We saw uh, five-star alignment or linebacker Savelle Smalls. He recommitted to Washington.
1: Yeah, that's a good big get for Washington and Coach Peterson to keep him out there. Yeah, it's yeah, is yeah. a big deal. It's I don't know. You don't right now. You don't necessarily think defense when you think Washington. I right. think more. Obviously, Jacob Beeson and, right. and the offense. But, you know, it's anytime you can get a five-star, you take it. Yeah.
2: And Washington, these next uh, few years, like with 2019, 2020, 2020, there's a lot of talent out there. And if they could keep a portion of that, they might have something on their hands. Like,
1: really. <laughs> Maybe see if a Pac-12 team doing something in the future here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. And then the uh, the other big five star guy that kind of flipped and, and actually helped the USC, another kind of Western school out there a lot, was five star quarterback for twenty twenty one, Jake Garcia, right like just a few days after they, they
1: lost. A they they yeah. lost their other five star to Alabama. Yeah. It goes to show you just the poll of some of these schools, you know, you can lose somebody and then you go, Wait, how about how about you come on over? And like, Okay, I'll be there in five minutes, you know. It's <laughs> it's the power of a school like USC to be Absolutely. able to do something like that. So,
0: are you shocked that USC still kind of has this this drawing power? I mean, I feel like USC hasn't been really a power of NFL fo- or sorry, NCAA football in quite a bit of time.
1: Yeah, the thing that I would say right now though, like currently this season is they've gone through You know, just a barn full of quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone actually seems to be pretty good. And they're all getting time to play, of course, due to injury. But it shows that they know what they're doing when they're recruiting quarterbacks and they're being able to, you know, teach them well so they can perform on Saturdays. That's something that maybe. You know, Jake Garcia saw.
2: I think uh, their offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, Mm. former Texas Tech quarterback, is a big key in that because he's played the position at
1: a high level. And he's still relatively young, so he he can connect to him really well. And That's the new
0: trend, right? The young offensive coordinator trying to groom. I mean, we see that Lincoln Riley is possibly the most popular man in in football. He's the McVay of college
1: football. Yeah, Yeah, you know,
0: I think every single NFL team is hoping they can get a Lincoln Riley, but I don't think it's going to happen. Is there any other big rivals that you really want to look at or any of these other guys that committed this week that you think is really interesting? A couple other names, Brian Balome, Elijah Gaines, Ryan Linthicum, Christopher Thomas, Marcus Tate, Romario Nomel. I mean, any of these names
1: doing anything for you? I mean, Elijah Gaines had some ties to Ohio State, but mm-hmm. I, it's not really a, a huge loss. You know, It wasn't something I think really mattered that much. Mm-hmm. Right now, for Ohio State to really... Be in on a lot of these, you know, 2020 especially. It would need to be a very specific situation, and 2021 still so far away that I don't. They haven't. They've they've offered. If you look at the list of offers, it's it's really long, and they're still trying to figure out exactly who they want. So these names right now don't do a whole lot for me
2: from my point of view. Clemson getting two big-time offensive linemen uh, committed for 2021 because that could possibly be, you know, their weak spot, their weak link, and their team armor. Uh, So to see them try and solidify that with the four-star Ryan, Linthicum, Linthicum, I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 uh, I'll just go with Marcus Tate. I'll say, yeah, Marcus Tate, the other uh, offensive tackle, so they they could get that shirt up. You need those guys in the trenches to keep your breadwinner, your Trevor Lawrence's. Your Travis uh, Travis Etienne and to get your five star receivers down the field, uh, you need those guys in the trenches to hold uh, that
1: line steady. And the the Clemson O line, at least for the next year or two, will be a sore spot amongst Ohio State fans watching um, Jackson Carmen Carmen play there when we could have really probably used him here not that the offensive line is playing bad but you always want these top 10 overall five-star offensive linemen to stay home yeah so let's talk about the uh this 2020 class right
0: so osu at this point in time they have 22 commits um they got two five stars 11 four stars nine three stars they're currently ranked third behind clemson as we mentioned and alabama i mean those are the two normal names up there um no one's catching clemson yeah, no, so let, let's yeah, talk about yeah. this, this Clemson <laughs> class and this OSU class. The reason I want to talk about this Clemson class is I've been told by a couple of people that this is like a historic class. This might be one of the best classes for a single team in a single year ever.
1: Just the the sheer number of highly rated players. Like it's yeah. not a lot of times you see you have a uh, a lower number like we saw with Ohio State seventeen eighteen really highly recruited players. Clemson's going to have a ton of not. 90 overall, 92. They have, like, littered with 96, 97, 99s yes. overall yeah. in, in, the, in the class. And it there's no position that they're forgetting to address. Offensive line, defensive line looks crazy again crazy. this year for them. And it just keeps going. Like, Clemson
2: is interesting because they're not that perennial top five recruiting national powerhouse. Like, if you look at their past five, six seasons, they're probably, like, one one season where they were ranked in the top five. Outside of that, they're towards the back end of the top 10 or 15, like top 20 perennially. perennially. I just think they just hit when they, they hit at a high rate at those specific positions like quarterback, receiver, defensive line. Yeah. They just hit at a high rate. So for their 2020 class, for what they're bringing in is monster. But I think all those teams that are top 10 – you know, it balances out with your previous years and the uh, the years ahead. Uh, it balances because you need depth. So, so let me when- let me
1: put it to you this way: Clemson, generally in a class. Uh- one two three five stars is really good right (laughs) right now clemson has six five star people in that class they have six of the top 24 players in the country going to that that school and you're talking about number one number number yeah number four number 12 number 17 all going and it's not just they're all linemen it's you're talking about linemen you're talking about quarterback you're talking about wide receivers and offensive linemen it's it's crazy yeah Okay. So,
0: not to hopefully you know put too much of a damper on things. Like Ken said, it, it tends to even out because if you see a bunch of five stars going out to that school, the next five stars probably don't want to have to compete necessarily for those yeah. jobs. So, yeah. like Ken said, it'll probably even out over time. But let's look deeper into OSU's class. So, we got 22 commits, like I said. How many more guys are we
1: really thinking of for OSU for the 2020 class? I'm saying two to three. Two to three? Yeah. I <laughs> mean... It's always hard to tell because at this point you almost need to assume some transfers may happen and you end up bringing in, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who scholarship is their only way to college, Mm -hmm. but there is a lot of guys out there whose families can afford to send them to college Mm -hmm. and go to a place like ohio state and they can pay for it so you get some guys like that who come and won't necessarily be on scholarly but then with some transfers they may become on scholarship or Mm -hmm. whatever i'm saying two to three if they can get the linebacker position addressed or not not linebacker running running back excuse me that would be you know nice something needs to happen there and i'd also like to see something also go on at safety where we're seeing a lot of we have a Legend Cavados, I'm sorry, yeah, I can't say his name, (laughs) but um, he's actually playing a lot of cornerback down there and in Florida. So it looks like he's probably going to transfer to corner, transition over to corner for college. So something else in the safety position would be good for me, I think.
2: I would agree with you. I would say uh, since they came out, and said they thought uh, early that they were going to have a 25- Man, class, hard cap. Yeah, it seems like they could go over that. So I think if you tie in Cowan, the upcoming defensive lineman commitment, yeah. possibly another safety, you still need two running backs. Yeah, and then they're possibly taking a second quarterback as well. I would say about 26, 27. seven.
1: We'll be about four. Yeah. We'll be where it ends. Yeah, and
2: then you just have uh, not to get off subject by Isaiah Pryor, the safety, answer the transfer portal. Out. Yeah, so that opens up another spot. Yeah. So, I would say about four or five
0: more. Okay. All right. And then, I mean, the last topic of conversation I guess we could have, if we really want to, is the 2021 class. Mm -hmm. Um, They got five commits so far. They got a five-star already, obviously, Jack Sawyer. And Mm -hmm. then they got four four four-stars. Currently, they're third behind Miami and Texas, obviously. As more and more people hit, you know, that will change. But, yeah. Yeah.
2: I. I think that 2021 class could be something special. Like, the the way that Ohio State has started the season, you know, steamrolling teams, they're top five in offense and defense, like the only team in the country to be in the top five on both sides of the ball. And recruits watch that. I know, I know they were in wait and see when Meyer retired and they took over. So now that they're finally seeing this stuff come to fruition, I think it'll have big dividends for Ryan Day in 2021.
1: Yeah, there's – it's definitely the confidence is back. Not that it ever really left, but for just knowing what you're going to get yeah. if you come to Ohio State, and I think it's important for the families of the recruits to see that the culture has stayed the same. It's it's basically the same thing. Or er, obviously Urban Meyer still around in his mm-hmm. role, and I think you know there's some places you go where. It, they're very, I guess, uh, faithful down at Clemson, you would say. Here at Ohio State, they always try to build the family atmosphere. The brotherhood. It, the brotherhood. Yeah. So you just kind of, it's one of those things where we've developed a, we, Ohio States, have developed a, a reputation for what they can provide. And I think it's good that that reputation has stayed consistent through the coaching change. And that'll, again, show with great recruits. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, That was going to wrap up our first state secret podcast for Land Grant Holy Land. Thank you guys so much for everyone who listened. And hopefully you'll be hearing more from us every week. This podcast is going to drop around every Monday, I believe, at around 5 a.m. Obviously, don't need to be listening at 5 a.m. But nope, hope set
1: be- the alarm for 4.30. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you'll be downloading it as, as it goes. But thank you guys so much for listening. That was Patrick Yen, Jake Collar, and Ken James on state secrets.